This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Reed. Wallach of Bedsided. Reed, thank you for joining the show. I am so sorry that circumstances will have us talking under, you know, these... um, with this tone and this sadness in our voice, because it seems as though the team that you have penciled in as the champion for the next seven to eight years, give or take a few years will now be blown up to smithereens and your hopes will be in the hands of a man who probably doesn't shoot with the right hand and also doesn't shoot at all. Ben Simmons Reed, the floor is yours. Yeah, I should have. Thanks for having me on as always guys. Uh, I should have known today was going to be a, be a bad one when Ben uh, Simmons posted an Instagram story of him in like a Nets Nets tank saying like I feel incredible with like the like the puffing emoji of like you know he's like he's different or whatever I should have known something was afoot but yeah uh, I thought this would blow not blow over but you know uh, Kyrie and Durant would obviously play doesn't seem to be the case anymore uh, but yeah I mean obviously terrible news uh life kind of falling apart here but it's all good it's only basketball we <laughs> we move on i was saying though like this really sucks because like i just wanted one title and this is like my fandom like prime right now like this is like the best years i have like i'm, I'm in my mid-20s i can lock in i can get like all rational i can get like live and die with a team like by the time the nets are going to compete again like i'm gonna have a kid i'm gonna have like actual things to worry about like this is not a good place to be in for me right now. I'm really like stuck in purgatory. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens. So, Reed, if you're going to place a bet on a futures, uh, on a team future, uh, based on where Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant alone will end up, uh, where is that team and what, what is that bet and why? What do you think uh, ends up happening? Well, I think there's two avenues this could go down. It's the one where the Nets, like try to work with Kevin Durant, take a, what I think is a C-level package from Phoenix or Miami and put them in there. I guess you would have to put, you know, I don't think Phoenix gets it done. Maybe Miami does a little bit more if you could believe, like, I guess I'd line Miami you think as the Mi- You think Miami has better things to offer the Nets than, than uh, the Suns? Yeah, I don't think the, I don't think the Nets would be interested in DeAndre Aiden. I saw that earlier today too. I mean, we'll see, but you know, if the Nets are trying to like appease Kevin Durant, and I don't know why they would, they owe him absolutely nothing. He's forcing his way off the team. The Nets should be hoping that teams like the Pelicans are calling because that's probably my favorite package. If we must like really address, I would ask for Zion Williamson. If they say yes, then you move on. If you say no, then you say okay. We want Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Larry Nance all the Lakers picks and then some like you, you need to outdo every other deal that's ever been done. This is arguably the best player in basketball under contract for four years. You're getting everything. So I hope the Nets don't try and appease Durant because he owes them nothing. But what Kevin Durant should do, and I'm obviously biased is any team that he's going to will not be good at as good as the Nets are as currently constructed. So um, I think that he should probably just stay and give this one more run and I also don't think the Nets should trade him and Kyrie Irving to the same place. I think that's 
that would really like absolutely send me into a tizzy if him and Kyrie are on another team. Reed, that would be just brutal. You should already be in a tizzy, my man. I mean, come on. You just told me that you had the one of the best, if not the best player in the world in a four-year deal. And he wants to he wants to he wants to leave. You're already in a yeah. tizzy. And I, I will say this though, Reed, <laughs> to the to the uh to the point of they owe him nothing. While that is true, there is a certain level of respect that NBA organizations no, want to no. want to give their players when moving them, especially of the caliber of Kevin Durant, because the last thing that you want to do is be the team that did a star player dirty, and then they talk bad about you from this point on. Moving forward, your agent's not going to do business with that team anymore. So they're going to, I feel like, even though they owe him nothing, it is Kevin Durant. They're going to try to at least work with him so that he doesn't leave this in the, and burn this complete bridge. Not that they owe him anything, like you're saying. But that, yeah, that, okay. that is what teams and, and representatives and agencies think about when handling situations of this magnitude is how well did you do by me? I thank you for that. And let's keep this moving and let's be amicable. Yeah, no, you it, don't send Kevin Durant to, to New Orleans, well, unless he wants to be in New Orleans. But you don't send him to freaking New Orleans or Denver. Or not, well, Denver's actually fired too. You don't send, <laughs> you don't send him to uh, the many. Wizards. There's not that many. No, I think you make a good point, and I'm saying the Nets shouldn't settle for a bad offer just to make Durant happy. They should operate in what's the best interest of the team. And also, it seems like this Kyrie thing is going to be viewed as poorly. If I had to guess, by the time the Nets are competing and I have that kid I was talking about, uh, Marks will be long gone, Steve Nash will be commentating on like Tottenham games on TNT or whatever in the Champions League, and Joe Sy will probably be on to another venture with all his money. So... You know, I, I think that the bad press of all this, like that, I'm not as concerned of because the news cycle will just filter out and people forget. I mean, listen, the Nets, they did this what uh, 10 years ago, I think nine years ago with the Pierce Garnett trade. They mm-hmm. sold their soul and all that stuff. So, like, those things blow over and it's going to be the next front office's thing to really clean up. But, you know, again, they shouldn't just settle for some B offer. They should be asking for the moon because it is Kevin Durant. They shouldn't just settle to make Kevin Durant happy. They should operate in what's best for them. And honestly, what's best for them is even if you're not going to win, you still should put out a pseudo contender because I also know the Nets are raising ticket prices this year and that's already been locked in and they're doing a lot of things and they don't have their picks anyway. So bottoming bottoming out isn't, an option, in my opinion. I think that would be pretty misguided. Uh, Reed, with all due respect, uh, your team, you just lost two of the greatest scorers I've ever seen in my lifetime. So you're irre- they're irrelevant to me. So um, your team sucks, Thank my you. team sucks. But you know what makes me happy? Money. Men fighting <laughs> and Saturday night. You know what all three of those things have in common? We what have UFC 276, and I want to make the people some money. So my favorite fighter on this planet finally gets this shot on the main card. We're going to see Sean O'Malley. Can't bet him because he's minus 300. I think he wins. Maybe I go with knockout or something or under two and a half rounds. Let me get your thoughts really quick on your favorite play this weekend because this card's awesome. I'm ordering it. Mm. And your thoughts on Jalen Turner because played him at minus 135. I look today, he's minus 155. I think that's my favorite bet on this card. What do you have for the people? Yeah, Jalen Turner, he's been kind of bet out, so I'm probably staying away from him. Uh I did not expect a UFC question. Well, that, no, that you, can, that you can you can tell us you can tweet out your picks and I'll tell the people. Yeah, later. No, 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 no. I I I'm always prepared. I I like Sean Strickland against Alex Pereira, uh, the third fight on the card. Pereira's getting a lot of respect. He's a decorated kickboxer, but Strickland, this guy fights MMA. He has 25 professional fights under his belt. Pereira only six. So I think Strickland could kind of dirty this up. He could withstand, maybe get some grappling going. So I like Strickland. He's around even money, maybe minus 110 now. And I really like Alexander Volkanovsky in the main event. I yeah. just think he has 
Holloway covered. I honestly think he might knock him out, but if you want to look for Volkanovski as a money line piece, I think he's like closer to minus 200, uh, like a parlay piece with a Jalen Turner, like you mentioned, Ryan. I don't think that's a bad look. And um, I like I wouldn't I would not put Izzy in parlays or money lines. I I know he's a big favorite. He's probably going to win, but like Cannonier, I kind of see a path for victory. He's a bigger dude. He could land some bombs. I just I'm not certain Izzy's like the lock of all locks really? like he usually is. I just I think Cannonier is a trickier matchup than some of the prior guys he's been facing. Uh, matches wow. up a little bit size wise, so I'm not like calling an outright upset. But like, if I, you know, Sunday morning we're talking about is he losing? It wouldn't be something crazy. And, and so like, yeah, if you get a free bet, man, plus three seventy five for Jared. Like, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't really hate that either. Yeah, I mean, he's a former light heavyweight and heavyweight, and we saw is obviously he's smaller, but he's gonna be huge in the cage. We saw Izzy move up to light heavyweight to fight uh, Yamahovich, and he got kind of ragdolled. Obviously, Cannonier is not the same caliber of grappler, but. You know, if somehow Cannonier ends up on top, like the fight's over. Like the fight's straight right. up, like he's gonna knock him out. So uh, I think Cannonier might be a little live. I'm not like calling for an outright upset, but I wouldn't surprise me at all. All right, Reed, That's why you're the man, right thank there. Thank you so much, brother. Are they? Oh, well, I guess one more before we get you out of here. Where do you think, or maybe what do you think, the wildest thing we see will be in NBA free agency? So, of course, the KD aspect is already. a Pretty crazy, uh-huh. yeah. But well, what do you think the like the craziest thing we see? And I'm not talking like Gary Harris and his plan to sign with the Orlando Magic, which just came out, which is also groundbreaking. <laughs> but, but what do you, what do you think? Like your bold prediction for the uh, the rest of the uh, free agency period? Uh, I think it has to. It feels like Utah's up to something. Mm. It feels like Utah. I don't know. It feels like the Knicks have another move. That was just bizarre to me. But, like, Utah and the Knicks, it feels like they have unsettled business. If I had to guess, I wouldn't say Mitchell goes. I feel like Gobert goes somewhere, and the Knicks, it feels like the Knicks have another move. If they're just rolling up Brunson, that's a – I mean, I know I can't really talk, and that's the laughing stock league, but that's a pretty brutal offseason for the Knicks. But I think Gobert is going to be on the move. That's just my gut feeling, just based on what Utah has been up to the, the last few weeks. Mm, maybe Gobert plays in Chicago. Maybe Donovan plays oh. in Miami. Mm. Mm, maybe. Questions that make you go, mm. Thank you so much for joining the show, Reed. Enjoy your vacation, thanks, brother. Ed. And I will text you when Kevin Durant is in D.C. Ah, thanks, Ed. Not a problem. That was Reed Wallach joining us on the Roman Guest Line. Reed uh, joins the show, of course, courtesy of Betside. You guys, sorry, but he was just depressing the hell out of me. I had to like, hey, Reed, you got, any, you, got, you got any plays for Saturday or something, man? Like, I feel your pain. I lost Devontae Adams. I was in a rough spot, but I still have Aaron Rodgers. He actually hasn't gone through the sadness part yet because you can tell he's still delusional thinking that yeah. Kevin Durant is going to stay. It's still so soon in his him? pain. Yeah, he said, he's I, like, I, I know, think Katie should stay. It's, yeah. it's still the best roster out of any option that he could go to. Oh, really? Really? I don't think so. I can think of like six or seven better. Yeah. Reed, it's over, dog. One of them being the Orlando Magic. It's over, Reed. Just give it up. Just give it up.